as a child, you look in the mirror and you see yourself. You don't think much about it. You think, oh, there's a little kid. There's me. But you don't have much of a reaction. So you get older and then people start saying, you need to wear these clothes. You need to wear this hat. You need to make sure that uh, you do these things the way I tell you to do them. You have to design yourself to conform to the world around you. That is what is said. That is what is told. That is what you must do. You have to conform. So you become a 14-year-old and your teeth are all bucky. People are laughing at you. Your mom's calling your names and your brothers don't even recognize your face because of puberty. So you go into the orthodontist. He sits you down in his chair and he's the most likable person you've ever met or a she. They are, they're always the most likable person you've ever met. Why? Because at that very moment, they're getting paid $10,000 to put metal on your teeth. And how do you react? You don't know how to react. Fear, maybe, sinks in. Knowing that this crazy son of a bitch with the smile the size of Canada is going to come in there and go ahead and start lacing up your teeth with wires. And then you're going to have these wires on your face for, they tell you, 12 to 18 months. But let's be honest, you don't take care of your teeth as well as you should. You don't, you don't, you don't get into the orthodontist every four weeks like you're supposed to, whether it be because of family situations or because you don't care, you forget. So you get in and they work on you and they give you this glorious smile. And then... Two, three years go by, they finally remove these metal pieces, these brackets off of your teeth. And you look back into the mirror. And what do you see? You see that kid looking back. And then sadness flushes over your body because you just realized that you've conformed. You didn't fight. You gave in like a punk bitch. This is the Dan and Cody Podcast. This is it. Right here, Cody. You put on those headphones and you go to work. Why are you yelling? This is where our message is heard. It's time to get hype. Say it with me. What are we saying? Dan and Cody. Uh, Dan and Cody. Dan and Cody. It's Dan and Cody Podcast. Dan and Cody Podcast. Dan and Cody Podcast. Get some. Dan and Cody Podcast. Bravo, my friend. Get some Bravo. of those buck tooth people out there in the world. We need them smiling. We need them, we need them shining. And we need them not to conform and let people tell them what to do. It's time they tell the world what they want to do. Am I right, Dan? I don't know. So so let me get this straight. You're saying by your account that. To wear the braces is an act of conformity. How is it not? Why are you putting braces on your teeth? To make yourself look prettier for who? To have straight teeth for what? Now, unless there's some kind of medical reason why you need to have braces on your mouth, why are you doing it? What's the other reason? It's like getting a big set of fake tits. That's what it is. And it's a it's expensive, isn't it? Oh, dude, it's so expensive. I had braces for three years, man. And it was one of those things where, you know, I got a great glamorous smile now and maybe people like me more because I'm easier to approach because I had this, I had one of them like jaggedy tooths, like just hanging out there. You, you know, had the snaggles. You would have called me like 
male jewel. Everybody was calling me male jewel as I was walking around. You know what I mean? But it's <laughs> what's up, male jewel. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know it's one of those things where uh why did i do it well i want to be more appealing i want to be sexier i want to be a sexy i want to be sexy at 15 you know would it would it give you ptsd if i started now calling you male jewel no no i i i'd come to accept it it wouldn't bug you because in a lot of ways Maybe I don't have the jewel teeth anymore, but you know what I have? A jewel personality. And I've come to accept that. Live in, a, va- right. live in a van, sing folk songs, and, uh, you know, not right. conform. See, Think about see, that. My, my sister had braces. My brother and I did not. But I think I could have used braces, but we were poor then. We were poorer than when Sarah got the braces. Ah, uh, I see. I see. So I foregoed the braces. You for you 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 gave up on the braces braces because of your financial situation, and so do so yeah. many other people. You know, it is definitely a sign of uh, of 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 wealth to some level. It's a sign of what people are willing to do. And I guess the real question comes down to it. Dan, would you put Moxie in braces? I don't know. How much are braces? Well, when I was a kid, I think that I thought they were like $3,800. And that was Damn. 20 years ago. $3,800? That's a used car. So braces today. $3,800? That's a 98 Civic. Yeah. You want the a average, 98 Civic? The average Civic? cost of braces is five dollars to $6,000. Some pay as little as three or as much as 10, and that's because orthodontic treatment's highly personalized. So you're dealing with, you know, somebody has to customize the work. That's why you're always going back to get treatments and adjustments. So three to five, three to 10 Gs, 10 being like. Yeah, so just assume $6,000, five to six grand. That's a, that's a lot. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming you can finance that. Of you course. Can make a I, I would that. imagine a lot of people finance the cost of braces. Yeah. That's, that's, that's significant. Yeah, I mean... There's all kinds of different braces, too. There's metal braces, ceramic braces, uh, you know, Invisalign types of braces where they're like custom right. and they remake new ones and then they adjust them. Uh, but you, you bring up a good, a good point. Like... I mean, because there are some folks, we look at celebrities and actors, there are some people whose imperfect teeth are part of who they are now because they didn't do the braces. Like, yeah. for like, instance... Like, like Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza, yeah. Mike Tyson. Uh, Paul Shear. He has a massive gap. Yeah. Um, uh, Louis Anderson. Uh, Madonna, like, the, you, who's the most what, famous person with the, like the most messed up grill you can think of? Most famous person with the most messed up teeth. Yeah, is it Lady uh, Gaga? I mean, dude, Will Ferrell has a, he's got Grinch bottom teeth. There's right. a traffic jam in those motherfuckers. <laughs> 
<laughs> Lady Gaga's teeth aren't that bad. I mean, she's obviously hasn't had a lot of work done on them, but uh, I'd say Will Ferrell's man, or does Rudy Giuliani count? <laughs> Morgan Freeman. He has bad teeth. Morgan Freeman's got some pretty bad teeth, or he used to. Maybe not anymore. Uh, because then when there, the, I I was looking at this. Um, okay, I'm gonna be honest here. There's an there's an Instagram hoe on uh on Instagram that I follow, sure. and um, if you look at her like early on pictures, her teeth were a little like weird. They were a little messed up. Right, and then somewhere like. I don't know, two years ago, she got these like, it's almost like like they got like a finish on them, and now they're like ultra, ultra white, ultra like, almost like chiclets, like chiclet teeth. And I'm yeah. like, is that good? Like, yeah, is that man. better? That's I, don't, the, that's, I don't know if it's... That's the great question. Is that better? Is that good? Oh, uh, who else has crazy teeth like that too? Uh, Eddie Murphy. Did he get like crazy white teeth? No, no. I'm just saying Eddie Murphy. Murphy has like crazy teeth too, like all of these guys. You know, Austin right. Powers, stuff like that. Yeah, man. They're but you're right. Like, why is it society is deemed X, Y, and Z to be the ideal tooth? And with most people interesting thing with like fake teeth is if you pay the 40 to $60,000 to get a full new set of teeth, veneers, they like cut down your teeth to little points and then they put in replacement teeth and then they sit all around, all around your whole mouth. But the benefit there is like, you can always change your teeth out, you know? Yeah. But then I feel like you're like, you're not you. You're like enhanced, <laughs> you know. Not like yeah, it's but so I, weird. I mean, My, you know, you've completely tooth, tooth, changed. Tooth health, teeth health's a big thing, though. Here's me, like, kind of like switching where I just said about conformity. But at the same time, I look at it this way: you can have some snaggly ass teeth. You're going to be okay. It's no big deal. But you got to take care of those snaggly ass teeth. You only got one set, and most people can't afford forty to sixty thousand dollars to get a whole new set of teeth. You know, right. So you just got to take care I, of them. Woody Harrelson's taking care of his. He's doing well. I used to think of like getting your teeth aligned and fixed was just like 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 a health thing. Now I'm seeing it with like brand new eyes as like a cosmetic, almost like a nose job thing. This is an augmentation. I mean, yeah. This if is, it wasn't a necessity... Uh, you wouldn't do it. Now, straighter teeth helps in a couple avenues, though. It does help with your bite. It helps with chewing. It also allows you to spread the workout on your teeth more properly, so your teeth will last longer. Whereas, like, if mm-hmm. teeth are crooked or out of place, you put pressure in points, and you wear down teeth in different places. Everybody chews differently than the other person, right? But right. it's better to to do it that way. Long-term stability... Uh, comfort in your mouth. You don't have to worry about a lot of teeth pain. Um, also, when yeah. when people get when people get braces as kids, and they're in high school, there's I'm sure there's heavy ridicule 
and like you're coming into your own and you have this sort of like uh this unhideable uh you know under construction in your face sure basically and how does that affect the development of a kid especially because I, I remember like going to high school seeing people in braces and being like ooh brace face and then like you know a year or three years later they they get them off and you're like oh shit like damn, damn. did you see what happened to their face doesn't look gross yeah. no more and like the transformation is is major sure you could go from zero to hero that's what you do man that's what you do. So you guys got to make the decision for yourselves. You're going to wear braces? You're going to have your kids wear braces? What are you going to do? And why are you going to do it? Is it just to conform? Your pony up. So, Dan, what's going on, man? I missed last week. I'm sorry. I missed the week before because we didn't record. Don't apologize, my friend. It's just been, it was, uh, uh, it's been crazy, wicked crazy. You know, we got to thank, uh, we got to thank uh, Doctor J himself for coming in and, and sitting down and chatting with you. Yeah, yeah, we got, we got Big Dick Joe Merle out of retirement, and uh, he blessed us with his knowledge and uh, his ability to make people love him. That's true. Oh, and his monster dong. Yeah, yeah. Big Dick Joe Merle. 100%. Monster Dong Merle. <laughs> MDM. 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 Watch out. Watch you heard out. It here you, first. Guys better, you better run to the forest. Don't worry about it. He's going to clear it anyway. So, nah, we, we've yeah, gotten got, a lot of good feedback on that one. And I, Joe, thank you for coming on the podcast, keeping us afloat. So, it's been a while, Dan. What's going on, man? What's the story? What's the status? You know, I'm just out here living my living my best life, trying to navigate the world as we know it, and I'm trying to be positive. I'm playing a lot more Animal Crossing. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, it's amazing. Well, still, I'll tell you. Still, I'll tell you what. You're not playing Apex Legends. That's for damn sure. No, I'm not playing Apex. I'm I'm trying to like grow cherry trees and 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 you know really terraform my island here, Cody. I'm building a utopia. Oh, that's great. One that you can't personally live in, but your little guys, your your little creatures can. Yeah, I'm just I'm not in, I'm not trying to murder no more. I'm trying to Oh, you're trying, I'm trying yeah. to build oh. a I'm trying Growth. to build a society here. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm the bad guy here. No problem. I can accept that. <laughs> well, that's good, man. You're, still, you're, you're that? playing Apex? Yeah, you're playing periodically. Apex? I haven't had much of an opportunity to play recently, but nonetheless, I get out. I play some games. Everybody wins, right? Uh, Video but, games, yeah. they're a blessing. Yeah. We've got Christmas coming up. We, got th- we just had Thanksgiving. These two holidays are really the 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 top of the chain in the holiday world and because of covid it's a very different approach just across the board and i know it's tough for many people that are home alone that don't have partners or they can't be with their families or they're sick and they can't do stuff and you know i definitely feel for those individuals and things are things are crazy they're they're heating up and they're going to keep heating up i guess for the next couple of weeks i imagine yeah yeah i i feel a I feel more responsibility to provide uh, 
good free podcast entertainment for people who are uh, bored and tired and need a uh, an outlet. Really? Yeah. You I'm feel like, a, to, you feel a responsibility, huh? I do. I okay. I'm an entertainer. You know, we are entertainers. I am man. We are man. And in in this time of pandemic, where did the world turn? Yeah. Entertainment. Which leads me into kind of my big talk here, man. And because we're on the cusp of, or not, we're not even on the cusp of it, it's happening. Entertainment is shaping right before our eyes. The way we receive and experience big time entertainment, big money entertainment, for example, big blockbuster movie entertainment. HBO Max has decided, let's throw out that, let's throw that model out the door. Let's release all our big blockbusters for 2021 simultaneously with theater releases. Let's run them all through HBO Max. I mean, that's big news, man. It's huge. It changes it gonna, the game, man. Is it is it going to be how like Mulan was on Disney Plus where you have to like pay a little more to get it? So apparently the rule I think is with HBO Max is you can't if you're getting HBO Max for free, you can't watch the show. Meaning if you're using a trial or you have some kind of promo code, any of those movies you're not allowed to watch. Mm. Like it'll block you. You won't have the opportunity to see those films. You have to pay for the service for the month that the movie's out. Right. So, but they'll only run them for 30 days and then they stay exclusively in theaters for the remainder of that time. So until they decide to fully release that. Whereas Mulan ran for about the same kind of setup, 30 days, maybe 20 days. And then it just came back to where now you can buy it on VOD or you know, however you choose. And that's right. a big deal. I, I mean, do you like this model? I mean, I I am team movie theater 100%. I've, I've, my love for the movies is well documented throughout this podcast. It is a place where I forged a relationship with my dad. It is, it is, uh, it, it is my every, like, I love going to the movies and I will always um but I am like many others I am now very reluctant to do that and sure. but I still I still have a love for uh film and entertainment I don't think that anything can ever regardless of home theater unless you're like a mega billionaire we're just not billionaire, but like, you know, unless you're very well off and you have the means, the, the to means build a of movie theater in your home. Right. Then then I'd be like, yeah, fuck the movie theater. Let's just go downstairs. But <laughs> but I can't do that. And I uh Really? And with but but with that with that being said, I I wanna see the stuff. Sure. I don't I don't want to wait. I don't want to I don't want to wait till it's over, you know? I was so sad when when Fast 9 got pushed back. I'm like, dude, just let's see it. Let's see these movies. Let's put them out there. Let's let the world ingest them and let's move on. But what's what I'm curious about and what I don't I guess I don't really understand it is so 
so Warner rele- Warner Brothers is going to release Wonder Woman 84 on HBO Max. Okay? Yeah. And ha- and so they're they're assuming that they'll get enough subscriptions to HBO Max to match the a theatrical release? No, I don't think Is so. that what's happening? I think they're expecting a loss. I think most of what they're expecting across the board are going to be losses. I think it's a means of controlling content at that point. If you can eliminate uh, the partners that they have to deal with and they control the con- content, they can probably also control the price of the content they're making. So by doing this, they can potentially push down prices on what they're making. It's funny, Christopher Nolan went out and said, HBO Max is the worst streaming service ever. They're terrible. They're, they're the worst. And that's after this announcement. And the reason is, Christopher Nolan, if they go by this ruling, because he's all about movie theater, the man loses a lot of money. He does not get paid. The pay structure to being in new media, being online content, is very different than the pay structure to movie theaters, television series, and things along those lines. Like, there's no, there's no, it's harder to ascertain value in a market that is very fluid, meaning, you know, I could watch Big Bang Theory one minute and then I could go ahead and I could watch a Avengers show the next. Like, what's the value there if it's so easy for me to click and watch? And how do you determine a dollar value if it's so easy for me to click and watch it? Yeah. Whereas like with a movie theater, you pay your ticket you go in, you watch the movie. Okay, well, here's the value of the ticket. Here's what they charged me to go. I was willing to pay that. Part of that money then goes to the studio who then breaks it down as to like, well, I'm paying back myself for making this movie and then paying everybody else who should get paid as well. Right. And now it's, well, we make the movie. We have people pay a monthly service charge and then we sell it. The interesting thing though too is, you know, Netflix, for example, how much does Netflix make a year? Netflix annual <sighs> revenue. And they just jacked it up two more bucks. Yeah, so Netflix in 2019 made $20 billion. So On subscriptions. That's a crazy amount of money. And that's where they're not even charging people per show, Right but they have to create a lot of content to be able to do that as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see Disney's revenue. So this is interesting. Disney's revenue. Uh, Disney's revenue in 20, let's say 2019, because let's make a fair comparison because 2020 isn't, isn't cool at all. So Disney did $70 billion. And the majority of Disney's money comes from their park services, right? It's the parks, yeah. Their park services and then like all of their products and stuff like that. So, you know, that's a uh, that's a big amount of money for the year. But interestingly enough, if all you focus on is building content and subscribers, $20 billion just to focus on subscriber content, that's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, that's still a lot of money to make a lot of shows, but 
you know, companies so like Disney, bank. companies like, like it look, you, you look at it this way. Disney's about content quality, I suppose, meaning they're going to throw a lot of money at one project and hope for a big payday. Netflix is like, here's these 30 projects. Here's this X amount of money. We need to have all of these projects shot, recorded, and put out for people to consume before the end of the year. Mm -hmm. So for Netflix, a lot, a lot of it is about quantity as much as they can. And interestingly enough, HBO Max is kind of that same mentality right now where for them, you know, there's been a butting of heads between leadership at HBO and AT&T because AT&T owns HBO, right? They bought HBO from Warner Brothers or Warner Brothers is owned by HBO, one or the other. I think it's that way. And they're saying, hey, HBO, you guys have all this quality content. That's great, but we need a lot more of it. You need to produce a lot more of it. And now we're getting into that mode where they're just producing so much because it's a numbers game. If you if you have somebody pay you $15 a month and you spread that out over 20 million people and you're guaranteed that $15 a month versus somebody going in and saying, I'll pay $15 for a movie ticket once a year. You want that movie. You want that online service. Right. And it's, it's like longevity too. It's like, sure. Okay. There's a lot of bingers out there. Who is, how many people are going to subscribe and binge and, and abandon ship. They need to make it, they need to make it sort of impossible. They need to make it a necessity and be impossible to, to want to leave. Right. Like, so having, having these shows that are like nine seasons, 10 seasons, and, and then having rolling out all these movies, it's like, well, having this subscription just running is worth it because I have access to 10, like, friends right. <laughs> the entire fucking thing. Absolutely. And or, I know I just let friends play on repeat over and over and over again, so I'm willing to pay $10 a month to have that, and that's not a big deal. Right. Versus the, a, another part of me is like, dude, just do what you were doing and collect... uh physical media and stop playing this game. Like I, I am already sick of figuring out where shit's streaming on which fucking platform. And then there's like a war for the material, like the shit that was going on with the office and friends. It's like, dude, I'm just going to buy the seasons on DVD and not fucking worry That's about not this shit happen. anymore. You're just going to forget about it. It's not going to happen. You're not going to buy anything on DVD. That's not going to happen. It's I'm doing it. No I'm way. It. No way, man. I don't think that it's happens. Better. I think I think I think the majority of people they just move on. But if you have it, it helps keep you. Cuz for them it's all about keeping you. Right. I right. mean, I I you know, I'm all Personally, so that the, so the reality is the reality is, movie theaters are, you know, something that are going to be more of a uh, not a luxury, but more of like a um, of, of this better be good. 
No, no, it, it's not even that. I just, I think they're going to be, there's going to be fewer and fewer movie theaters. I think the movie theater experience is going to die out because consumers, younger generations, it's not about going to a theater. Yes, it's a cool experience, but it's going to be more like classic. It's it's like going to watch vaudeville. Like, cool, I'll go see this show, but a lot of people don't go go see shows on stage like they do with movies. It's gonna you're, you're it's gonna pass me. on. You're upsetting people, me. You're upsetting me right now. I know I'm upsetting you, but it's the reality, man. Like movie theaters, I believe movie theaters are gonna be wiped out. If I have the opportunity to sit in my home and watch a movie whenever I want to watch it, especially a new movie, I'm gonna choose it because it's convenient. It's, it's all about convenience, man. That's the world we live in now. Convenience, no, convenience, man. convenience. What about what about taking a, a girl out on a date as a kid? You're getting dropped off at the movies with your pals and you go see Terminator and then you sneak into the next movie. Well, what about now, the first time? What about the first time you saw a fucking dinosaur in, in in on a on a silver screen like bigger than your body? Sure. That is like that's amazing. Yeah, those are cool things, but now what happens is everybody sees dinosaurs. Everybody has those experiences on their TVs and it's like it's played out. And the problem we what have about, is that unless they reinvent the way we experience movies, I personally think people will just stay at home and watch them because TVs are so good that it's that it's <laughs> I can watch a 4K HDR movie at home on my couch with my popcorn and it cost me $15 a month to get this. I can eat as much popcorn as I want. I don't have to pay. Sixty dollars to go to a movie with that my movie wife. popcorn though. That movie popcorn. You don't got Gross. you got ices at your get house. You got ices at your house. Yeah, I'm not gonna have that at my house because it's the worst popcorn. That stuff like coats your lungs. Do you want to know where COVID came from? Movie popcorn. <laughs> movie popcorn. <laughs> and but, the, dude, uh, that that butter product. Mmm. Mmm. Dude, that hot butter product. Well, movie companies. These filmmakers are mad because this is where it's going. HBO Max is the first to do it. And I got to be honest. There's a lot of movies that are coming out on HBO Max that I'm excited for. I'm excited. Yeah, to, I'm, I'm excited for I'm Dune. To, Dune's my big one. That's my big next. That's my next, next year's big movie. I'm about to change my password and charge you more. You son of a <laughs> I mean, if I, got, if I have to, I'll, I'll pick up HBO Max. My wife's watching Doctor Who. You know, like we're into HBO Max. It's the only thing we watch. I actually, I'm going to invest in AT&T because I actually believe in HBO Max. You believe in it. Yeah, dude. I think it's a great service. They have so much content on there. I don't, and so much high quality content because it's HBO it's, it, on top of like everything else. It's really good. There's good shit on there. You know what I don't like about it? Like I'm, I'm binging, uh, 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 what is it? Jesus Christ. Big Bang Theory. Yeah. And uh, I unapologetically fucking love that show. And Kaylee Cuoco is my dream girl. So, anywho, what I don't like... (laughs) Sorry, Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) And that new show she's in, The Flight Attendant, so good. Is is it good? Uh, Yeah. We watched the first episode. It's really great. Okay. But what I what I don't like about the uh, unless I'm doing it wrong, the series uh, when you're watching like a TV show, 
you there's I don't see an option of like going into the the show and like going to the season and then going to the episode. I'm always having to like hit the square and it takes me straight to the episode that I was watching. But what Boom. if I fell asleep? That's the that's that that's the downside of HBO Max. You're absolutely right. Their user interface to get you back to the season to look through all the episodes is it's very hard. it's it's not even that it's hard. It's not intuitive at all. Like you have to you have to go back and like search for the show and then it and then comes up yeah. and then you go to the season. But really you should be able to like just go back and see the 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 catalog of that season's episodes. Because I'll fall asleep, you know? Yeah, it's a Big, uh, I, I had to do this minutes. last night. I had to do this last night, and I had I came across the same problem. And I think yeah. their choice to make it convenient to get into the show was their way of sacrificing accessibility, uh, getting into other parts of the show. And as a user, I prefer to be able to have access to everything, and then I just go press play. They're just trying to remove some steps for you so you can just dive right in. Right, and like jump back into where I left off. But the problem is, one, also, I saw this from a post, they don't judge you. They don't have that like Netflix, uh, are you still watching? Do you want to take a break? Right. That shit will keep running, son. Yep. (laughs) And and when you're watching Big Bang, those episodes are like 23 minutes or 24 minutes. You can watch like half a season while you're asleep. And then I'm like, fuck, I got to go back. (laughs) <laughs> like I don't know how to go back. It's true. It's uh, absolutely, it's absolutely the case, man. But, but I mean, I I hope that movie theaters aren't a thing of the past. I want I want a nice boy to to take Moxie out on a date to a movie. I want that. I want I want to take Maddox to a theater and show him freaking Avatar Seven and like have a big ass bowl of popcorn and some goobers. Like that is. I want that for my for my kids. Well, you know? I, hope, I hope you get it, man. And for all of you out there interested, check out HBO Max. They're going to have all of their uh, blockbuster movies available the same day as when they release them in the theaters. Yeah, fuck movie theaters. <clears throat> Dan? Oh, man. Um, dude, I just... I, I came up on this article about our dear... Friend, the Tiger King. Oh, the, the, the Mr. Tiger King. Yeah, Mr. Joe Exotic is back in the news. Oh, of he, course he is. As of uh, seven hours ago, uh, he is getting desperate, and he is writing letters to none other than Kim Kardashian West and begging her for help with getting Trump to pardon him for yes for what is it oh uh 17 federal charges of animal abuse and two counts of murder for hire for which he's now serving 22 years in prison um Mm. and he went if you're not up to speed on this he went to Kim Kardashian because Kim Kardashian was successful uh, in speaking with Trump and getting some other folks out of prison who I, th- I think they were in there for like 
like uh, like petty marijuana crap. Yeah, it was a really, really small, really petty stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and apparently... Oh, and he asked Cardi B. Well, Cardi B, you know, she's going to get that taken care of. She's the first person I'd go to if I wanted a, a presidential pardon. She has access <laughs> to all of the um, presidential pardons. You want to hear some of the letter? Yeah, I'd love to. All right, here we go. So these are letters that he wrote to Kim Kardashian, and now they're public? I guess so. Yeah. Okay, well, let's hear it, because, I, yeah, I'm very curious. I know you have never met me and may never want to. However, I do believe that you hold the values of our justice system dear to your heart. Um. I am writing you this letter not as Joe Exotic, but as the person, Joseph Maldondo Passage, <laughs> asking you. So he's shedding the Joe Exotic look, trying to trying to communicate with her as like mano y mano. Right. Uh, I'm ask, asking you, please help me by just taking 10 minutes out of your life and placing a call to President Trump to look at my 257-page pardon. It's all the evidence I'm innocent, and ask him to sign my pardon so I can return home to my husband, Dylan, and my father. I've lost 57 years of work. My zoo, my animals, my mother has died, my dad is dying, and I've been taken away from my husband, who I love dearly. Everyone is so busy making movies, getting interviews, selling stuff, and dressing up like me that everyone forgot I'm a real live person in prison and kept from even telling my own story for something I didn't do. Here's the thing. You did do it. And... <laughs> yeah, and it, it, and it, like, that's the problem is the fact are, the fact is that a jury of your peers enough evidence was presented that they determined that you are guilty of the crimes that you committed and that they put you in jail for 22 years for those crimes you committed right so no matter what you think or feel you broke the law and you are facing you're facing the boss buddy boy yeah right here's Here's the thing with Joe Exotic, too. He showed his hand in that last sentence where he's like, um, people are making money off of me and dressing up like me. He right. knows He knows that he is like so popular right now, and he knows the only thing stopping him from like having a show, having yeah. uh having new merchandise, having a new spin, having a new YouTube channel, having a podcast, all of that advertising dollars that would go towards that, he knows he can't get it he unless can't capitalize he's on out. It. Absolutely. It'd be and one thing all, to say, it'd be one thing to say, "Hey Joe, yeah, we'll let you out, but you can't write a book. You can't sell or market yourself in any way." You're right. required to actually live in a house. You can't talk to the news. You can't do anything like that. Like, that's what I would like to see have done. You know what I mean? He'd be like, well, fuck that. 
fuck that. Right. Exactly. No, exactly. He, I bet it eats him up every day seeing Carol Baskin oh. on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely oh. right. That poor, poor man. I don't he, know, man. I, I mean, he's in jail for a reason. I don't feel bad for him. Should I? He's a ter- He's a terrible human being. Yeah. He I mean, fed. Sh- should we feel bad? No. He fed tigers. He mistreated tigers. He shot okay. tigers in the head with with a gun. He he's buried them in the ground. He fed them like rotten, like expired meat from Walmart. He treated his employees like shit. And he attempted to pay somebody to kill someone. Yep, twice. Twice. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this guy is right where he should be. Yeah, I agree. He's in jail because he did wrong. The only thing that he is, that I believe him on, is that Carol Baskin is also a terrible person. And probably killed her husband. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. Like, something's up with her. I mean, that's just me, like, guessing. I have no idea. Maybe she's innocent. But, uh, you know, there's I, whether she killed that man or not, she knows more than she's let people know. You know what I mean? 100%. So. Uh, his last, um, he closes the letter by saying, will you please help me with just a phone call? No one even has to know you did it. Well, I mean, <laughs> President Trump would know. I got off the phone with Kim Kardashian. I liked your story. I decided to set you free. Donald Trump would not do it unless he knew he was getting pressed for it. Yeah, there's 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 no angle for him to be loved. Yeah, absolutely. Like for him it's about you know, it's anyway, I'm not even going to get into that. But hey, man, good for you, Joe Exotic. Keep fighting that good fight of claiming you're innocent when you're guilty. When you're down to Kim K being your final like resource, she's your advocate. You're out, buddy. You're in the and he's got, situation. When's the inauguration? January? January 20th or 21st. January 20th? Something like that. Yeah. He's almost a month out. You've got you've got less than a month to get the only <laughs> the only president who might pardon you yes. to pardon you. Yeah. Maybe he'll do it. We'll see what happens. Crazier things have happened, I, especially in these last four years. Dude, I bet Trump and his team are getting like like Santa Claus level mail from oh. all of these inmates who are like yo if someone's gonna do it it's gonna be trump he's not wrong they are not please wrong. let me out <laughs> it's true man they're not wrong they're all like if if there's one guy who's gonna pardon me it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be dj <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely right oh man well, well see what happens man best of luck joey Well, Dan, I uh, I think it's time for this week's true, true crime. crime. 
What do you got? All right, man. Me? All right, man. So this one is the hotness. Uh, well, I guess I wouldn't describe it as the hotness. So this is like a true crime of the ages. That's it's actually a crime that took place in 2004. But interestingly enough, uh, Trump's Donald Trump's Justice Department is really pushing to execute people, five people specifically, before the end of the year or before the end of his term. They want to execute five people. Mind you, uh, federal executions are pretty rare. It doesn't happen very often. Like the process is pretty, it's long for them to be able to get to somebody. Yeah. A lot of red tape. Yeah. So there's one woman. Her name's Lisa Montgomery. She's from, she was convicted in Missouri. And uh, she is one of, uh, she's going to be the first woman executed by the federal government in almost six decades. And six uh, decades? Yeah, in six decades. They haven't, the federal government hasn't executed. That doesn't mean your state hasn't, but the federal government hasn't executed a woman in 60 years, in over 60 years. That's almost a lifetime. Yeah, it absolutely is almost a lifetime. Well, the woman that is on death row, uh, let me let me give you guys her crime because it's it's crazy, it's crazy. In two thousand and four, in a de- in December in two thousand and four, in a tiny northwest Missouri town of Skidmore, authorities said Montgomery burst into the home of a twenty three year old uh, by the name of Bobby Joe Stinnett who was eight months pregnant at the time, and carried out a murder. According to the police, she used rope to strangle the woman and then cut the baby out of the womb with a paring knife before she fleed the scene. What? Yes. The report was that a mother had found her daughter who was pregnant on the floor, and it looked like her abdomen had exploded, apparently. (gasps) So the mother of the victim had come into the house and and found it. They basically said that there was strong evidence that uh, led them and investigators to this woman to basically say she did the killing. But uh, apparently when they questioned this woman, she eventually opened up and said that she was the one who had done it. She, she was quoted as saying, I took the baby out and I cut the cord. I cleaned it with my fingers and I stuck it in my coat. So, oh my God. anyway, uh, apparently this woman, her husband, had told the jury that his wife had faked pregnancies in the past and that it wasn't strange when she called to say she had given birth and asked him to pick her up in Topeka. So... Uh, she knew the woman didn't like hospitals. And when he said he met his wife and the newborn baby in the parking lot of the long John Silvers, she, she took the baby out of this dead woman and this baby was still alive. She straight up like hijacked the baby. Right. Holy, that's a Mel, that's a Melrose place episode, dude. Literally. Yeah. yeah. What? And, Oh man, light light her up. So apparently her lawyers tried to argue insanity. Uh because she is seriously mental she's mentally ill, seriously mentally ill. Uh she did suffer physically and sexual abuse at the hand of her parents and stepfather when she was a young person too. 
But the uh, prosecutor at the trial, who is now a federal judge, defends his prosecution that she should be sentenced to death. Just because someone is wicked or depraved, that doesn't equate to insanity or legal insanity. That's what the man said. Hmm. Or the woman, sorry. It was a female prosecutor. Anyway. Whoa. I mean... I mean, the reality is, is like, this is just, this is insane. Like this murder is crazy. She wanted a baby so bad. She found a pregnant eight month, a, a woman that was eight month pregnant and decided I want that baby. She didn't wait. She didn't wait until the baby was born and then she could sneak in while the baby's sleeping. She had to have it now. She had to have it like she needed a Chips Ahoy cookie. Like, just give me that box of Chips Ahoy. I don't need you. I need your baby. What? <laughs> Dude, it <laughs> at Melrose Place, um, uh, Joe is pregnant, and she, um, she had to she had to kill the baby daddy, and the baby daddy's parents has successfully, um, uh, f- uh, argued in court that Joe was unfit to be the mother, right? So. So the unborn child was then going to go into custody of the the baby daddy's uh, parents. So so Joe devised a plot with Kimberly, this crazy ass doctor, to have the baby fake a miscarriage with another miscarriage that day at the hospital, sign the death papers. And then Joe, and then Kimberly was gonna take the baby home, and then Joe was gonna meet up with Kimberly, and then take the baby. <laughs> problem, problem was Kimberly stole the baby, <sighs> and then and then Joe couldn't prove that her miscarriage wasn't real. <laughs> that's why I'm like. <laughs> That's this why I'm like this. So that is dumb. a Melrose Place. That's why I'm like that is a Melrose Place episode. Yeah, that's oh absolutely a Melrose Place episode. I mean, Co- Cody, I got to say it. If I mean, if you were gonna, you know, electrocute somebody for in the last sixty years, it's probably this woman. <laughs> yeah, I guess that kind of comes down to that idea. Like this woman broke the law. And it makes it very, it's hard for me with the death penalty I, because I believe the death penalty, capital punishment, is, it, it doesn't really hinder people from committing violent crimes, right? Like people aren't going to not, they're not going to, people will still commit violent crimes is all I'm saying. Before you murder somebody, for the most part, you're not thinking, oh man, I could get the death penalty. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't stop you. So there's still going to be violent crimes there. The real question is what's the point of, 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 of putting somebody to death if they can live the rest of their life in prison. And for me, I guess you've got a couple things that you can play on. Uh, It's a kind of an eye for an eye scenario. You killed my son. Now you have to die. Uh, yeah. you killed you killed my family member, or my loved one, or whatever it is. Now you have to die. Retribution of some kind, which I don't right. think is a good excuse. Uh, but I do think 
that there are certain scenarios where certain people that are uh, the Dexters of the world, if you will, which that's a very fictional character, but people that Pe- kill in cold blood. People like unable to rehabilitate. Sure. I mean, even then, that's still a gray area because how can you make the determination that somebody isn't rehabilitated? How do you know until you've left them out into the world to see how they respond to the real world? Do right. people end up dead around them or not? I, I It's tough, but I think that there is a a level of like... There is a level of insanity where those people don't help society and then it becomes a cost thing. I just don't know. It's such a tough... It's such a tough arena. I want to say, yes, those are the kinds of people that you want to put to death, but it's such a very... It's such a small group of them. I don't see what's wrong with having them in prison other than the cost and strain on society that way. But that means that, oh, because they're too expensive, we kill them? I, ugh. I, I'm an idealist. That's the bottom line. I always think that we're better than what we are. Uh, and I, I definitely feel that we want to represent the best of the world. And when that doesn't happen, I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm a little confused and unsure how to handle it. I get what you're saying, but I believe, I believe that some people deserve to die. <laughs> you know, sure, I get I, it, I, and I, I think that uh, there. But who's the judge of that? Like, are you the judge of that? Yeah. Like can you yeah. can you consciously like look at somebody in the eye and say, Yeah, you gotta die now. Sorry. You gotta die. I mean you can not be that I'm, guy. Not if I'm flipping the switch, but like if I was I mean, if I was on that What's the difference between you putting somebody putting judging somebody that then puts them to the death and then you being the person that flips the switch? Um the mob mob mentality. Well, isn't the mob mentality the same? And when when a group of people determine that, hey, this person's guilty and they deserve to die? Well, there's solace solace in numbers knowing that not only you, but a selected group all agreed that this is the move. So you're like, I didn't do, I didn't say, yes, this guy deserves to die. We all did it. So you share it and it's probably less of a weight. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I just don't know if it's, it's just, it's a hard thing because it is a, it's a real conundrum in that how do we measure if somebody is, is something we kill? Like, you know, rehabilitation's one thing, but there's a line where rehabilitation doesn't work. So is the idea, if we can't help rehabilitate somebody, that that person, that murderer, just deserves to die? It's so, like, I don't believe that's the case. If, if you kill a woman and take the baby out of her stomach after she's dead, you should die. <laughs> I'm saying it. That's I where I'm you, No, like, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Like, there has to be punishment there. But... Who are you teaching a lesson to? What's the lesson? 
the lesson is like there there's a world that we're all living in and yeah. this person is not worth being on on that planet. So a group of people world. decide to get together to make that determination. Now mind you, yeah. I understand the crime is horrendous and terrible. But I I just I don't know. I just but like, it's, I, I, mean, I get it. I, I, I get, I get, the, I get it. Yeah. Like you hear something crazy, somebody. We all have a right to life. Yeah. I And I get, I get the other side too. There, we have like, a right to life, would, but do we have the right to retribution? Does the law have a right to tit for tat? I mean, is the weight to where it's murder equates to you being murdered? I mean, if somebody killed me, I don't know if I'd want them to die. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean and, and I'm sure it added it didn't help that this was extraordinarily gruesome. Yeah, and absolutely. I mean, the fact that she obviously thought about what she was doing before she did it. You don't just walk into somebody's house and be like, "Oh, here's a rope. Oh, I accidentally put it around your neck. Oh, I accidentally cut a baby out of you." A paring knife of all the things. It's gruesome. It's horrible. Like my immediate reaction is that woman needs to be dead. Yeah. I mean, that, that, there's no doubt. But at the same time, I'm also like, if I take it back to my scenario in my You're head, like, who, who am what I would I, say? what would I have to go through to then say, I need to do that. Mm. What in my life where I, where it would have brought me to that point where, yeah, that has to happen now. And in a strange way, you kind of sympathize for the killer in that way. Because it's one thing if you're like a serial murderer and you gain a lot of like passion from killing somebody. But at the same time, there's got to be some compassion for the person that said, yeah, I need to do that now. And it's like, wow, what is it in your world got you to the point where that's that's something that you even thought about doing. Never in your right mind would you ever think about that. Never. Yeah. But a lot well, of that I, is, you know, insanity and stuff like that. Also, but. I just thought about think of think of the the problems with keeping the person alive. Like if they spawn if them being alive spawns others to also to like follow them or 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 this person is now influencing others to do the same like yeah so now you're saying that so now we're just now we're killing people to silence their voice in addition to the horrific disgusting thing that they did i mean i don't think that's like i don't think that i think that's actually a worse reason than just putting them to death for their crime like that's that's not much of a right well and, uh, yeah and the, like i get what you're saying the other thing is like, they're in prison they're cut off from the world even if that means that they're in solitary for the rest of their life you know what i mean personally yeah. a lot of that is maybe you should just be in a box for the rest of your life there's no greater punishment than putting somebody in a box for the rest of their life we should know. We've experienced COVID. But then it's like, what's the point? 
Why do we got to pay for this person in a box for the rest of their life? So then it becomes about money, and it's not about humanity or compassion? It's always about money in the end, right? Well, is it? It's like, what's the point? I don't know. He's in a box all Again, it's, it's me being an idealist. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I just feel... I mean, that woman's crazy. She's probably going to die, so... I mean, I'm not going to lose done. sleep over it. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. <laughs> no, I'm not either. <laughs> and that's this week's True, true crime. crime. Well, man. Good to have you back, my friend. Well, it's good to be back. I feel like I'm a new man. I'm, a, I'm attached to the world. We're ready for a new week. We got a lot happening. Christmas is coming up in two weeks. You got all your Christmas presents? Did you get it all done? Did you buy all your gifts? Hell no. Good for you. Wait until the last minute when UPS can't deliver. Good for you. I haven't bought one gift. You haven't? Not one. Well, let me tell you this. By the time this thing airs, end of day tomorrow, buddy, you're going to have something at your door. And I hope you enjoy it. Say what? Yep. Oh, shit. Oh, shit's right, buddy. My man. Merry Christmas to my man, Dan Hill, Jenny Hill, Moxie Hill, Maddox Hill. Family The whole gift? clan. Maybe. Who knows? Wow. Is it a place? Let me just say five? it starts with a P and ends with a five. What? <laughs> <laughs> Not Dude, happening, buddy. We're, we're, like, we're good would... friends, but don't ever think I'm buying you a PS5. Get out of your mind. I would cry tears of joy and then like return it to you. <laughs> I can't. I can't accept this. Have you found one yet? Uh, you come close? Hell no. I stopped trying, man. Yeah, good I for stopped. you, man. I there, I got P, I got like I got PS4 games still in the cellophane in my house. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be tough. Shop and buy it. You know what I mean? Anyway. Yep. All right, man. Well, you have a good week. And thank you guys for listening to the Dan and Cody podcast. Holla at your boy. Thanks for listening and laughing with the Dan and Cody podcast. Our email is Podcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We are on Instagram at Dan Cody podcast. Check out our website, danandcody.com, and you can contribute to the podcast by going to patreon.com slash dancodypodcast. Subscribe, bitch! Ain't about to play the tough guy shit, bro.